Hi, it's Randy G with the Holistic Health Hotline. It's about midnight here, and uh, the tree frogs and crickets are outside doing their thing. I'm outside doing my thing. We're going to talk about a lot today, so try to pay attention and focus. Um, listen hard. It's a lot of information, again. And uh, Miyoshi, for you, I'm going to make sure I concentrate on a few different things, so um, you'll know which parts are are uh, focused on your problems, okay? Uh, but I do get a lot of email questions and clients who are having multiple problems, and that's why they come to me. They've gone to the doctors, they've done that route, and uh, been put on every drug or, or taken every vaccine or put on every cream, um, external creams and, and all these things to take care of their problems, and of course it hasn't done that because doctors, unfortunately, not purposely, but in most cases, because they've been trained that way, um, only treat the symptoms, and that's why this is the holistic health hotline. It's not the treat the symptom hotline. So when people write me and ask which herb to take for this or that, or which vitamin takes care of this or that, I'm not going to answer you um, because it's more than that. Everything works together in the holistic world. Everything is connected. Your whole history is connected to you. So like I have said many times, um, when I do a consultation with someone, I will ask them where they were born, where they're living, what kind of work they did, where their family was born, what kind of water they're drinking, what kind of food they eat, what kind of family situation they're in. And then after asking a lot of those kinds of questions and letting the body begin to answer for the maybe the first time in someone's life, uh, it, it, the other questions will come naturally because the body will start talking and saying, this is what I want you to know. This is what I need you to know to help make it well. Um, <clears throat> okay. So when, once we get to that part, then I'm going to start asking body questions. You know, what kind of foods do you eat? What kind of reactions do you get to those well, with those foods? Is your water acidic or alkaline? Are your foods acidic or alkaline? How often do you eat? What time do you eat? Are you going too radical one way or the other? Some people become, you know, on that, uh, what was that diet, the Atkins diet that was all protein? Uh, yeah, you might lose some weight that way, but you're killing your kidneys and your and your spleen and your liver. And then you could become a, a, a vegan, and some of the people who do podcasts on here are vegans, and uh, and they truly believe in it, and I have nothing against anybody, but I disagree with them because I think they go radical the other way, and our bodies were not meant to be one or the other. They were meant to have balance. That's why God put everything on the earth that he did. He didn't just put vegetables here or just fruits or just nuts or just seeds. Um, he didn't just put humans here. He put animals here. And he also put bugs here and, and pests and all those kinds of things. But um, we were expected to, because of where we were born, learn what we needed for balance in our own bodies. And depending on where you were born and where you're living, that balance could be totally messed up by now. Um, part of my grandparents, some of my grandparents were born here, uh, and and many generations of them born here, but not where I'm living. They were born in western New York and um, in central parts of New York State. And then my other grandparents were born in Sicily, so I am part Italian. And uh, and their parents were born in Sicily, and their parents were born in Sicily. So there's a, a full range 
of American-born people on my mother's side and then a full range of Italian-born people on my father's side. That causes a little bit of dilemma with my DNA. Your DNA is a, is a very patterned um, uh, blueprint for how you're going to react to the world around you, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, uh, etherically, every way you can think of. And that DNA does get disrupted because we make this this free will, free choice thing uh, about where we're going to live and who we're going to live by and how we're going to eat and how we're going to spend our money, etc. So we change a lot of what's going on in our bodies. And that's where a lot of our symptoms come from. And we don't pay attention to those, and that's what gets us in trouble. So what I have a lot of people coming to me with is um, yeast problems, mold problems, fungus problems, cancer, of course. I have a lot of cancer people. I have people who have come down with ALS, which is Lou Gehrig's disease, and people with children who are autistic, um, children who are ADHD, or supposedly. And then the bipolar thing, which is, to me is a cop-out. You know, it, it, I, I understand that many people who have been diagnosed as bipolar found relief in that because they were given a diagnosis. But if you truly understand the energy of the earth and you understand your body and your relationship to the earth as a human being, you would know that we're all bipolar. We have to be. What does that mean? Well, the Earth has two poles. It has the North Pole and the South Pole. The Earth is an electromagnetic body. Um, it has magnetic plates beneath the surface of it that move constantly and cause all of those little particles to move, those, those positively charged and negatively charged particles to move. And that causes an electromagnetic field, which we are in and a part of and recreate all the time with our own energy. We have our own electromagnetic fields around us that we create from internal um, paths of energy. <clears throat> so we are actually um, going towards both poles all the time. If you, if you are totally out of balance, then that would be what doctors have called being bipolar. That's where you have actually, you have uh, toxic metals and um, other things going on, elemental things going on in your body that have set you off on, on an imbalance towards one pole or the other. And that's not something you take a medication for. That's not something you should take a medication for. We need to understand that we are energy bodies and that that energy will get out of sync. And you've heard these words. I know you have. Um, a sine wave is, is an exact amplitude towards positive and negative. So if you draw a straight line across a piece of paper and you arc up half of that line and you arc below the other half of that line, you have a sine wave. That is balance. That's balanced electricity. When you add static to that, of course, there's lots of things that happen. If you, if you only do the positive side or the negative side, you have an imbalance and you have a short circuit. Um, how do you change all that? Well, you, it's very basic. And, and like I told somebody tonight, I said, go back to book one. It's not that expensive. Go borrow it if you have to. But go to book one and just read the seven basic keys to health. It's seven basic keys. It'll give you a little history of, of um, where medicine came from and why maybe you're fearful of it or, or uh, at least skeptical about it. And, and then it'll give you just the seven basic keys that, you know, food and water, nutrition, spinal alignment, exercise, breathing, your heart, your soul, your mind. Put all those things together 
and start working on them and you will become more balanced. And then you don't have to worry about all these other things. Um, and also talk about parasites and colon stuff. And you know that a newscaster just died of colon cancer, so that's been really up in everybody's mind for a while, uh, the last few days. And uh, and and it, it would have been, you know, it's almost too bad because Tony Snow wasn't a, a good guy. And I wish that some of these people would allow themselves to be more accessible to people like me and others who could say, you know what, we can help you. You don't have to go the get your colon out route, which they did. They took his colon out um, because he had colon cancer. And you know what I believe about that word. If you don't, then go to five or six podcasts before this one to, to the C word and learn about that. But um, once they took his colon out, which was one of the biggest filters for waste products, the liver had to take over for the whole colon. And the poor liver was already toxified by all the chemicals and radiation. So um, it's a given that he wasn't going to win that battle with cancer. So where does that lead us? That leads us to if you're, if you're out of balance, the first place you have to start is in the colon. If that colon is sick, even Hippocrates, the father of modern Western medicine, said, keep the colon and the feet healthy and you'll have a healthy patient. Uh, he wasn't stupid. He wasn't wrong. It's how everybody else has distorted all of this and changed it that has made us a sick society. So you start with your colon. And <clears throat> the number one thing with your colon is that it has to be hydrated. Now, some people live in arid climates and some people live in very humid climates. And they think that that makes a divine difference in the amount of water that you need to consume. Yes and no. Okay, I live in a, a, a humid climate. <laughs> It's so humid here, it's ridiculous right now, and I mean, it's it's um, 12 a.m., and I think the temperature is, let's see, 84, and the humidity is 86%, so it's pretty warm. Uh, and, you know, you don't dry out. Your skin never dries out because you're constantly just sweating just enough to keep it moist, and a lot of people who live in the South believe that keeps you looking young. Uh, yes and no. <laughs> it depends on how well you deal with the heat and if you're drinking enough water and you're processing the water, absorbing the water, not holding the water, that kind of stuff. And then I also lived in Vegas, and I lived out west. I lived in um, San Diego. I lived in Arizona for a little while, in Vegas for twice for quite a while. And Vegas, of course, was one of the most arid places I've ever lived. was totally shocked that when I did my laundry and hung clothes up that weren't supposed to go in the dryer, that they dried faster than the clothes in the dryer because the air would suck the moisture right out of the clothes. And about one hour later, all your clothes were dry. Well, if your clothes were dry, the synthetic materials dried out that way, you can imagine what your tissues are doing. They're drying out also. And you will acclimate. Your body will start holding as much water as it can so that it doesn't dry out and crack and bleed your nose first doing that. Um, but, but you get signals. You get things going on. Um, you get too acidic because you're either not drinking enough water, you're drinking way too much that's acidic, or you're not eating correctly, or because of the dryness of the air, you're inflamed. Your body is inflamed. And when it's inflamed, it will produce mucus. It will produce um, layers of, of yeast and other materials to try to protect it from the heat because it doesn't get cooling from consistent water. Things like that go on. So we always have to ask where you're living and, and uh, how that climate is affecting you before we can make decisions. But when it comes to your colon, there, there, it has to be hydrated. 
The colon itself is a is a hydrating mucosal muscle. That means it's it's a mucous membrane um, that needs to be hydrated to do its job. It actually swells from being from water from being hydrated and allows all the waste products to go into it and um, gives all the electronic signals. You know, if it's a waste product, it has low vibration, so all the other parts of your body say, no, we don't want that, and so it becomes waste. And if it's not a waste product, it gets digested and absorbed and sent to the liver for processing and then through all the cells and, and to all the organs because it's something that the body needs to survive. So once we've gone through that process and the waste materials are sitting in the colon, the colon now senses and that's, I'm just going to keep this as simple as possible. It's much a little more complicated than that. But it senses the next meal that you're eating because of the digestive enzymes and the processes going on in your stomach and your esophagus and your, your um, pancreas and your spleen and then your small intestine. And it says, uh-oh, we have more food coming in. We have to get rid of this waste material. But just like you do, if you have more garbage to go into the garbage can, you empty it first. And so it, it signals the cold. It signals itself and says, okay, I need to dehydrate. I need to shrink down. Down, send all that fluid into that waste material to form a bowel movement and get rid of this waste, these waste products. So if you don't have the water in your body to do that, to hydrate that colon, you have a problem getting rid of waste. So what's your colon going to do? It's going to try to absorb as much as possible. If it's too dry, it's going to crack, just like your nose, and it's going to allow a lot of waste materials to come back into your bloodstream and into your tissues and therefore into your organs, okay? And if it cracks and allows those waste products to go in there and the gases to go through your system again, you will eventually, if you don't fix this problem, have quite a waste distribution center that's not working correctly. It's dysfunctional. So it's allowing toxic chemicals then to go into all the cells of your body. It's that simple. Okay, we have all these kinds of things in, in our lives. We build waste, waste plants and waste treatment plants and water treatment plants because we somehow know inside of our hearts and souls and minds that this is how we work. This is what's supposed to happen with us. But we don't do it for ourselves. We don't take care of ourselves. So the colon has to be hydrated. If it's not hydrated, all those other things will happen. It'll crack. It'll cause waste products to, to stuff up into pockets. It'll cause plaque and sludge and um, like an old galvanized pipe. It'll, it'll shrink in size so that a lot of stuff can't get through it anymore. And, uh, and, and you can't rotor-rooter it. You just can't do that. They may try to do that, but they'll destroy you. So what happens? It gets cancerous. Well, that means that it, it is in such a state that it's panic itself. And so now it tries to proliferate cells like crazy to keep itself alive. And that's what cancer is, the proliferation of cells, because of the fear uh, that the body is going through, that it, it can't survive under these circumstances, so it's trying to keep itself alive. So what do the doctors do? They go cut it out. And that's what they do with Tony Snow, and then they give him radiation and chemotherapy, and there's nothing left in the body to take care of those chemicals except the liver. So what did he die of? Liver cancer. The liver went into a panic. It has more than 500 jobs to do, um, more than 500 jobs. So it's trying to do the other 390 jobs, and, and 110 of them are filtration jobs, and it can't because it's been so toxified from not only what was going on with the colon in the first place, but then all the drugs and chemicals that they pushed into his body afterwards. And it did survive for quite a while, but then it just broke down. And once the liver's gone, the colon's gone, you're gone.
because those are the filtering systems. Those are the filters you have in your car. If you take all those out, your car will die. Eventually, the engine will seize up, and the oil will be full of sludge, and your car won't work anymore. If you take all the filters out of your house, um, all the dirt that's coming through the air and from the outside and inside and all the chemicals from your cooking and your synthetic foods and your, your, uh, even wearing your synthetic clothes, which touch your body and cause synthetic chemicals to go into your system that way. But all those things that you have in your house eventually without any kind of filtering system will build up and you will breathe it in absorb it through your skin, absorb it through your mucous membranes until you have the same toxic waste dump inside of you that your house is. So there's there's all those things happening and they sound so complicated and scary. Um, and, and I guess they should be because if they weren't then you wouldn't do anything to change them. So what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to hydrate your colon. Now if you have other things happening like parasites, Parasites are very common, and people don't like to talk about them. And when I mention them to people, they panic and say, oh, my God, I'm full of bugs. Well, we all are. We're all full of bugs. But what we don't want is opportunistic parasites that are depleting us of the nutrients that we need to survive. And that's where the, the parasitic infestation is a problem. How do we get parasites? Easy. Walk barefoot. Have a little cut on your foot. Kiss dogs' noses. Sleep with the cat. You know, uh, um, you can get it from meats that you eat. You can get it from water. If the water is being treated with just chlorine, it will not kill all the parasites. Um, you can get it from anywhere. You can get parasites from anywhere. And they will, they're opportunistic little critters, just like all bugs are. And they'll find the coziest nest they can find. So one of the places that they go where there's all this good toxic material is the colon. And they will form little nests and pockets in your colon, which, which, you know, sometimes don't bother anybody for years. You could have parasites just kind of living in there and enjoying themselves um, for years and years and years. And then, and then as we start aging or when things change in our bodies um, or they decide they need to proliferate a little bit and propagate the colon, they will um, do their thing and create more parasites. And, uh, and then they may have, even have parasite wars because of territory. So you've got some parasitic wars going on in your body. How do you get rid of those? Well, you, after you've made sure that your colon is being hydrated correctly, and that means absorbing the water that you're drinking, not just drinking and peeing it out. Sometimes people drown themselves because they haven't drank water for 25 years or 35 years or 50 years, and then they start drinking two gallons a day and don't understand why things don't change. The body is, is an arid desert by then, and if you, if you had a rainstorm in an arid desert, it wouldn't absorb the water very quickly, would it? You have to teach it to reabsorb the water because you didn't teach it in the first place. So first you teach it to absorb the water, and while you're doing that, um, you go to a health food store and find some Renew Life products because they're the safest right now that I know of. Um, Dr. Brenda Watson is very good with colons and works with other doctors and has a spirit within her that is solid enough to know that there are certain things that work and certain things that shouldn't. So, so you go to get some Renew Life products and what you might try first is, and this is going to sound strange, you might try doing a kidney cleanse before you do anything with the colon. And the reason that you want to do that is the colon stores toxic waste and gets rid of some of it, but the kidney processes waste more so than the colon does. So you want to make sure that your kidneys are in working order before you start cleaning your body up. So you want to make sure you got a clean bag on the vacuum cleaner before you vacuum. 
You want to make sure that your air filters in your car are clean and everything's been flushed out before you drive the 1,200 miles that you're going to drive tomorrow, if you can afford it. Um, so you want to maybe do a kidney cleanse first and just follow the directions on their box and, and do it for 10 days and stop for 10 days and do it again. Now you're already into one month. That's one month just to get your kidneys in shape to deal with cleansing your colon. And then you're going to do a little colon conditioning, which um, one of their products is called Intestinal, which is new intestine backwards or reversed. And so you want to do Intestinal. That's another 30-day program. That's two months to prepare yourself to clean your body. Okay? Once you've done that, you can then do the colon cleanse. Don't do the super one. I think people, um, there's, they, they added a new product that's called the super colon cleanse and all that. Don't do that. You're not ready for it. You've been you've been filling up with all this stuff for so long, and you try to do a super colon cleanse, it's, you're going to detox too quickly, and it could make you sick. So kind of avoid that one. Just go the easy route. Do the colon cleanse. Get get the main stuff out of there. Um, and then once you have cleaned out the colon, then you can do a parasite cleanse, which also goes to the colon, but it but it takes care of parasite pockets within your body. So you would, again, use the parasite cleanse from Renew Life and add black walnut and, and wormwood tinctures. They are very bitter herbs that, um, that parasites don't like. And you, you take 10 drops of each two or three times a day um, with a little bit of water. Hold it in your mouth so that it goes through your mucous membranes and then swallow it and do that for 10 days and then stop for 10 days and do it again. Now you're into four months. Okay, so you have done one pass at getting your colon, your kidneys in order and rid of some of the parasites and you've probably lost about five to 10 pounds and you feel better because you've gotten rid of so much stuff, but you're not done. You have a couple more months to, to go through because now you're gonna do another kidney cleanse to make sure that the parasites and all that stuff got flushed out of your kidneys. And then you're once again gonna do another colon cleanse because you only got rid of the, the first layer, the, the surface stuff that's in your colon and you need to go deeper than that. It's caked on, it's closing up everything. And you also need to be exercising and stretching and keeping your spine aligned while you're doing all this to get rid of the bugs, to, to get yourself in harmony, um, at least better harmony than you were before. Will you be perfect? Will you be perfectly balanced? No. Unless you're extremely lucky and you've been taking care of yourself all your life, um, which most of us don't. And even when we do take care of ourselves, we do all the right things, the stress of living in this world can really get to you. You know, I lost my computer and my phone for, for three days because um, of an electrical storm and could not get service on my cell phone because they were too busy. <laughs> and when I did get them, they put me on hold for 50, 60, 90 minutes at a time. I think I, I, I rang up about 500 minutes on my cell phone, which I, which I don't like, and then couldn't get an answer from anybody about what was going on and couldn't get any action and they'd hang up on me. The communication stuff was making me totally crazy. I finally took my computer this morning over to Panera Bread and, and sat down and used the Wi-Fi. Um, at least to get some work done and, and get my mind off the fact that these people weren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. But I realized that while I was going through these three days of trying to get people to do what they're supposed to do, my stress level went sky high. Now, I don't have high blood pressure, so I, I don't worry about that, but I felt palpitations. That's how upset I was. And, um, uh, um, and I don't drink, you know, I don't I do not do drugs, I don't do any of that stuff. So what I, what I was craving, though, was comfort food. I really wanted like a chocolate milkshake 
That's what I wanted. You know why? 30 years ago, somebody pulled a tooth they weren't supposed to pull, and I was in such total pain for for days, and and a friend of mine finally brought over a chocolate milk, milkshake and said, we don't know what else to do for you. And I sucked on that milkshake, and it's been comfort food in my mind ever since. So when I get really, really upset, that's what I want is a chocolate milkshake. I didn't get one. Um, one of one of my friends said to me, I said that at dinner tonight, I think, and, and she said, well, we all want a lot of things that we shouldn't have. <laughs> so I never got my chocolate milkshake. But um, but the stress level was intense. And, and you have to know that when you're dealing with all of this stuff around us that's going on, that you're... you're um, the balance of all the chemicals in your body is is disrupted. It's like a bubbling cauldron of of chemicals. And so, what do you do to calm all that down? Well, you go get alkaline as fast as you can. Stay away from the red meats for a couple of days. Drink more good pH balanced water. Soak yourself in in tubs of of water that, if you if you don't know or you know that the pH isn't good, um, add baking soda to the water and sit in the tub for 20 minutes. Put a cup in there or two cups. It'll it'll alkalize your body because you'll absorb it, and it'll start to alkalize everything. You know, pregnant women sit in bathtubs full of of um, not full of, but with a couple cups of baking soda, so they don't get acidosis and have problems with their with their pregnancy. Um, if you're not that acidic, but you know that you've been stressed and and things aren't feeling right, put some apple cider vinegar in the tub and sit in there for 20 minutes. Get out, pat yourself dry, and go to bed because you'll sleep like a baby at least for a while. Because what apple cider vinegar does is balance the pH of your body, and then try to deal emotionally and mentally with the stress factors that are causing you to get acidic every day <laughs> and deal with them I mean don't hide from them don't run from them um, I, I I did tell someone tonight I called them surprised them that I called them but um, and I said to her I said you look in that mirror and you look at that friend looking back at you because it's the best friend you've ever had who will be with you forever and has been with you forever and take care of her or him you know look that person in the eye and and tell them I love you and you're my best friend and I'll do anything for my best friend that's right for both of us. And uh, and take care of that person because they really are the only ones you can absolutely count on in this world as a human being. You can count on God, but, but the only other human being you can, you can count on is your reflection. Um, so go to the mirror and do that and, and calm yourself down and uh, get a little more alkaline again just in your in your spirit and your mind. Um, help your body do it because your body has, has the least ability of all to take care of itself. We have all these um, spiritual energies and etheric energies and the blueprints around us to tell us what we're supposed to be, but the body is very dense. And uh, it, it tries very hard. It's a it's a harbor for the soul, and the soul sometimes sits in there and laughs, and sometimes it sits in there and cries and says, "I I can't do anything I'm supposed to be doing because this person's just not taking care of herself or himself." And you and you have a job to do. And whether you realize what that job is when you're 10 years old or 30 or 60 or 90 or on your deathbed, um, it's the reason that you came here. And and if you don't take care of the caretaker, and each of us is a caretaker of something or somebody, whether it's the plot of land we're standing on, the air we're breathing, the planet we're living on, we are the caretakers. If you don't take care of the caretaker, uh, yeah, you'll be the first to go, and then all the things that you were supposed to take care of have nobody to take care of them. So take care of the caretaker, and, and know that your colon and the parasites in your body need to be cleaned out. This isn't spring cleaning, this is summer cleaning. 
they get worse in the summer because we drink a lot of sweet drinks. We eat a lot of sweet fruits, which are sugary, and parasites love sugar. Um, we don't drink enough water. We walk barefoot when we shouldn't. Um, in the old days, you could. I mean, I used to wear moccasins, and I'd walk barefoot on, on land that gave with your foot, you know, real soil and real grass. But I may even be skeptical, skeptical about doing that nowadays because I don't know what's in that soil or what's in that grass anymore. Um, so you have to protect your feet, so you might wear a moccasin, so it should protect your feet a little bit. But we can't do the things that we used to do. We have destroyed our planet, so we're... we're, we're um, we need to help Mother Earth get back into balance at the same time that we're doing our thing. But you need to take care of that caretaker and know that you are important enough, unique enough, that you are worth it. Um, and if you need help understanding that, email me or call me or go to the website and, and see if you can contact me or whatever you have to do. And I will get back to you one way or the other, and I'll help you through it the best way I can. Otherwise, please spread the word. Please spread the word. If you found this podcast on iTunes or Podomatic or Idiot Vox or Podcast Alley or any of the other places where it is considered number one in talk and number one in holistic health, why are you hiding it from your friends? Why are you keeping it from your family? Give them the chance to make that decision and send them the link to the podcast. Or if you can't get the link to the podcast because you don't know how, you're new to iPods or iTunes or whatever, go to earthwalk-usa.com, right-click on it, send it in an email, and tell people to go there. You'll spend a long time on, on the website. There are a lot of things there. Uh, you go to the classes page, and you'll see that we're having all kinds of cool classes this coming month um, on every weekend. And uh, and lots of people coming in to help do those classes. We're also doing reflexology classes in different places. And we're going to do some water meetings and teach people all about water in different parts of the country. So, you know, you can click on those. You can learn about essential oils. You can learn about food. You can uh, There's just all kinds of things you can do. And there are more than 95 or 1.97 gigabytes of podcasts that you can listen to right now for free. And so you shouldn't be doing it yourself. You need a support system. You need to know that other people are just as interested in being healthy as you are, so spread the word. Until a few days from now, if I still have a computer and I still have communication, um, thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, I'll talk about some good stuff next time. This is Raina G.